has paid WGCH a broadcasting fee, and the opinions expressed during the show are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or ownership of WGCH Radio. Good morning. Welcome to Fashion Friday. I've got a very fun show today. A couple different things to talk about. First of all, I realized the other day um, when I was looking at my calendar that it's wedding season. I mean, I I guess that's obvious, but it didn't quite hit me. And then it seemed like I I must have attracted that sort of thought process because I think I had probably four people, four different people ask me questions about proper wedding attire and uh, wedding trends. And I thought, all right, well, maybe this is a show topic. So um, we're going to start with that and then we're going to get into something a little bit more fun uh, later on. I shouldn't say more fun, different kind of fun. Um, uh, We're going to talk about home decor and uh, what What's going on in the in that world? But okay, so wedding seasons here. Here was a couple of there were a couple of questions that people wrote in to the website to stylebytina.com and asked me. And I act what I did was I actually compiled a a couple of the questions that were relating to weddings, wedding season and and attire. So I was going to read a couple of those and talk about that. First of all, let's talk about bridal trends. Let's talk about that because I think that sort of gives you an idea. And maybe answer some other questions that you may have um, since I, I myself, I have a wedding in two weeks um, and then have another one later on in the summer. And I think another one at the end of the year, uh, closer in the fall. So three totally different venues, three totally different, uh, two totally different times of year. Um, yeah, so I, I have to think about that as well, what I'm wearing. And uh, But here's some trends. in Now, this is bridal trends, not uh, not trends you should wear to the wedding, Well, unless, unless it's, it makes sense. So first thing I noticed was this whole royal wedding is still, there's still lots of influences from that. I know it was already a year ago that Meghan Markle and Prince Harry got married, but there's still a huge trend continuing forward from um, sort of royal wedding influence. So, so, so gowns are very large and grand, lots of pleated ruffles, um, very high necklines, lots of lace. I love that this is a trend. I don't think this should be a trend. I think this should be a staple. So I think, you know, you choose to go one route or the other or the other. And and if you're in a a traditional bride or a more modern bride, and then obviously that can sort of break down into subcategories. But I don't see this being a trend. I think this is fantastic. And obviously the scale and the silhouette may change over time. So, okay, we're not... We are, but we're not. We're not back in the 80s with big, poofy sleeves. However, sleeves, statement sleeves are a thing. So um, maybe it's not as exaggerated as the 80s, but that is part of, um, you know, royal, sort of the royal wedding influences are high necklines and, and big, big ball gown like um, dresses. So again, I don't think this really goes out of trend. I mean, I remember when I got married 13 years ago. Um, that was always they said to me, do you want a ball gown or do you want the opposite, more streamlined mermaid style? So I think that's just a it, maybe it's a little bit more um, trending right now. Um, so the other thing that is trending are feathers. And we do see this on in the ready to wear world on the runways. This, of course, translates across the board into bridal. As always, fashion fashion translates across the board, whether it's men's, women's, bridal, whatever it may be. Um, and then as we know, it also 
sort of we see it pop up in home decor as well. So feathers are sort of something. Now this can be in small detail. This I'm not saying a bride should wear a feather dress, but details. Maybe it's um, a little bit on a shoulder. Maybe it's you know like a feathered brooch. Maybe it's a little bit in the train or, um, but something done really well I think could be really really pretty. Um, the other trend that I'm loving right now is capes. So once again, we see this in the ready-to-wear world, and we're seeing this in the bridal world. So capes, I think you've got to be careful, just like in ready-to-wear. I think you've got to be careful how this is done on a bride. First of all, it needs to make sense. You can't just throw a cape on any old bridal dress. So I think it's got to be, it has to work with the uh, aesthetic of the dress. I think it probably should be sheer. Uh, maybe full length, uh, again, depending on, on the dress. Basically, what this does is this kind of steps up a minimal silhouette. So if you've got a very clean, simple dress, and you do a really simple, sheer, delicate cape, I think I think this could look spectacular. I think this could be really, 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 really lovely. So... Um, yeah, that's the, those are some tr- just a couple of trends that I highlighted that's happening in the bridal world. So brides-to-be, take note. And, um, you know, then again, the other thing is if you're going to a, a wedding, which I'm going to get into now, actually, one of the questions that uh, Susan wrote in was, what is black tie optional at a, at a wedding? So here's the thing. This is what you've got to find out. You've got to, first of all, the venue tells a lot. So um, if you're not, I would just go straight to the bride, cut to the chase, ask the bride. If it's someone that you don't know, or you can't, there's no way for you to contact the bride, or you just would rather not disturb her. Maybe she's, maybe you've never met her, and you don't want to be one of those annoying wedding guests that's asking, what do I wear? Um, Because they have a lot on their plate. Then look at the venue. So the first thing I do when I have a wedding. In fact, the wedding I'm going to in two weeks, that's what I did. And I do know the bride, but I definitely didn't want to disturb her. So I looked at the venue immediately. Also look at the time of day. Is it a day wedding? Very different from an evening wedding. So here's black tie optional. This has changed over the years, but I think the same thing as we have in ready to wear and, you know, when we have formal events and it says or parties and it says black tie optional it's the same deal just just because it's a wedding i know it might sound be a little bit trickier or you may get a little more uh nervous it's semi-formal that's what it is so um do you need a ball gown again it's optional so probably i would go by dictate the the venue dictates really and the time of day so if it's at a castle if it's at a really beautiful ornate place and it's in the evening yeah I probably would do a full-length dress maybe not a ball gown but I probably would do something you know at least down to my ankles if not longer Um, and then for men it's definitely a tie Um, it's black tie optional so if it's not a really beautiful formal suit with a tie then it is probably uh, a, a tuxedo so yeah, you have something to say, Bob. I feel it. I feel it. Just because I moved my chair up closer to the mic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just—it's interesting here. Most of the time, you speak about women's clothing. Yeah. And yet, when we get to this point of the discussion, it's the man's piece of clothing that identifies the style. Yes. Required. Black tie is about what the man is wearing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's just that women have more options. Ah. For, right. for even for this particular category. So, but I also think that sometimes 
okay, we have more options, but I still think if it says black tie or black tie optional, I still think women should rein it in a bit. I don't think you should really, I don't think that's the time to sort of um, step out of the box. I guess when they put the word required after it, then it's saying something different. Exactly. Then Mm. it's more clear, men, women, this is what you got to do. Even if you're a woman, you might still have a few more options than men, but I think you have less options. So you're right. I guess when it's black tie required. Which I don't think I've ever seen at a wedding. No, not anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. Um, just thinking about that. No, not in a wedding. But I've seen black tie optional for sure. Mm. I've seen lots of interesting words. It gets tricky. I've seen festive dress uh. where it's like, okay, well, what does that mean? Yeah. You know, again, I, li- I like it because I like to be creative with my outfits. And especially if I'm going to something like a wedding, it's going to be dialed up. But, but still stay within range. You know, you don't want to try and look like you're outdoing the bride or the bridal party. You still want to be yourself. So mm. for me, I always choose color. I thought, oh, this is the time. If I'm going to do something different, I'm going to wear something a really cool color. And that's sort of, you know, my way of being creative, not necessarily you know I'll wear a skirt but I'll wear a really long beautiful pleated skirt you know with a but I'll make sure it's a cool color that I can play with or some sort of accessory or something this way the outfit isn't over the top Hmm. but it's still creative and it still feels like my style so yeah but you're right I would agree with you in this particular instance the men is what the man's uh, uniform, let's call it, is what's sort of dictating the the look. Or, yeah, naming it at any rate. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, and and again, so what's black tie optional for a guy? I, that's not that's you still have to wear a tie. It's just whether you're wearing a bow tie or a regular tie, a suit or a tuxed. You know, right? You agree. I yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, black tie optional. So. I think, Although I don't think I'd ever wear a bow tie with anything but a tux. But, right, but yeah. I'm saying whether or not you wear a suit with a tie or a or a tux. Well, I shouldn't say it. a black tie. I should say bow tie. I'd go, I could wear another kind of bow tie with another with a suit. Oh, yeah. Certainly. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Of course. But that feels less dressed up. It's casual. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It's definitely casual. Yeah, because especially now you see guys will wear it. You know, with just a button-down shirt, a fun mm-hmm. like little plaid bow tie button-down yep. shirt. Yeah, yep. it's definitely more casual. But that could be the option. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's a day wedding. And that could be festive. <laughs> yes. Let's say it's a day wedding, but at a very fancy place, and it says black tie optional. Then what do you do? You're not going to go for the black tux. No. I think, but you could go for a fun bow tie. That's a great point. Mm. Like, a, I'm, I'm thinking a, you know, colored shirt, so maybe it's a soft yellow, and then a, yeah, That's you know, exactly what I thought just then. No. Yeah. Yellow? Well, yeah. All right. We're on the same train. <laughs> Um, I think that could be really fun. That could be your black tie optional. Mm. It's optional and you're dressed up, but it's not actually. If it's Like I said, if it's during the day. Time of day always dic- dictates it for me, So, mm-hmm. besides venue. So, all right. The other question I was getting a lot was how – this is an interesting one. This was from uh, Jennifer. Said, how can I incorporate an old family gown into my wedding dress? So – I'm assuming this is sort of an heirloom or something passed down, and I'm assuming you just mean a piece of the dress because you're saying into your dress. And I would say the easiest way is with the veil. That's a way you can sort of play with things. You could have a, a piece of it sewn into your veil. You could use the veil if there's a veil of, uh, uh, that came with the dress. Um, the other thing is I've seen lots of interesting things 
that brides have done with this. Um, I've seen a patch sewn into the underside of the bride's dress from the, like a piece of the material from the old dress because it doesn't quite match, but they want to incorporate it. So you kind of tuck it under. You know it's there. No, not everyone can see it, but it's kind of there. I've seen lace lace from an old dress become the bottom trim of the new dress, which is beautiful. You could also do that in the veil. I've seen little rosettes made of the old dress material, like a little little uh, fabric roses made and then tacked onto the bride's dress somewhere, whether it's at the hip or it's up at the shoulder. Um, I've also seen, this is a very popular one, I've seen a strip of the fabric tied around the bride's bouquet, so it's like a ribbon. Um, Yeah, I've seen a lot of this, and there's pretty, really interesting things to do with an old dress, depending on how much of it you want to use, if it's just a little something. So I thought some good ideas. Mm. Um, And then the other question I got, I got this the other day, and I thought this was, someone actually asked me this, and I thought this is always always a question. What does the mother of the groom wear? We always talk about mother of the bride, but what does the mother of the groom wear? And I think somewhere there's a, I feel like it's a line from a movie, and I don't remember which movie. It's like, you know, basically you just close your mouth and wear beige and show up. You know, you don't give your opinion you just because you're the groom's mother. Um, I, I don't know what movie that's from, but it rings a bell. Um, I say no. I say, first of all, I say a neutral color. Of course you don't like mother of the bride or, or mother of the groom should not be in a loud color unless the bride says, this is what I want you in. Remember, it's her day. So, um, but you still need to look like your mother of the groom. So, you know, I always say if it's more casual wedding, a beautiful suit. And the suit doesn't have to be pants it could be a skirt and a blazer with a beautiful blouse underneath if it's a more formal wedding obviously a gown or a cocktail dress um you know again you've got to lean towards the the bride and sort of ask her and i think what's really pretty is when both moms are in the same colors as the bridal party but a different shade so they kind of still stand out but yet it still works and it looks beautiful in pictures so if the color is blue let's say and the bridal party is in light blue. So maybe one of the moms is in navy blue and the other mom is in cobalt blue or whatever. I'm just making this up as I go. Or it's a soft butter blue. You know, there's different shades. Or maybe it's not a blue, but it's a color. Maybe it's a uh, lavender. It's a color that still works with blue. Um, I think that can be pretty. The point is I think you've got to communicate and I think you uh, want it to sort of look really beautiful and you also want people to feel included so I think those are are and then you run into the problem if both people want to wear the same color which I don't think is a problem but I know it can be (laughs) I speak from experience um nonetheless I think that uh neutral color but it doesn't have to be beige why does it always have to be beige unless that's what you want to wear I think it just needs to be uh, not a loud color, let's say that. So you can still wear a beautiful yellow or a pink or... Powder blue. Powder blue. Yeah, you can still wear color. I just think it's it shouldn't be loud. Just like the, you know, the, the guests. But remember, you're part of the bridal party, so you want it to still work together. Okay, so, um, my gosh, yeah, that's my... So that's all my uh, wedding dress attire tips and trends. Um, I'm going to take a quick break, and coming up after the break, the next big thing in home decor. You won't want to miss this. Stay with us on 1490 WGCH. 
Fashion Friday with Tina is brought to you by AdCorp Media Group, a full-service local advertising agency that offers a range of marketing, web, social media, and design services for local business owners. At AdCorp, they take your business personally because they know that you do. By learning everything there is to know about how to run your business, the value of your products and services, and who your target is, they'll create a personalized business plan to communicate your message to your audience. They offer logo and branding development, digital and web design, social media management, and more. Are you ready to grow your business? Call AdCorp Media Group now at 1-877-323-2677 or visit them at adcorpmg.com. AdCorp Media Group. They'll take your business personally, as personally as you do. Welcome back to Fashion Friday. All right, we're talking about home decor. We're going to switch gears a little bit. And like I said before, things that happen in the fashion industry always tend to carry over into home decor. So this is why I'm mentioning this. So you're never going to believe this. The next big thing in home decor in terms of accessories, indoor citrus trees. (laughs) Oh. Yes. So we've seen citrus fruit motifs in fashion. We've seen Everywhere. I feel like last year and the year before, there were pineapple print everything from shorts to tops to hats to bags to flip flops. Pineapple print was the print. Lemon lemon print was a print. Um, every year we see this. This is like, you know, fruit prints on J. Crew is great at doing this. They always have some sort of a print that's of, you know, flowers and fruit. Makes sense. It's fall. Uh, it's spring, sorry. Um, so now it's crossed over into home decor, and I really love this. So citrus trees, be it um, a tree or 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 um, I'm sorry, be it a small tree or a larger tree. Obviously, this is going to depend on your space. And I'm suggesting real, by the way. I'm not. Someone said to me faux, and I said no. I I don't love faux flowers at all. And you'll never find a fake flower in my home. <laughs> I like real because it's real and it's a flower. So um, smells good, looks pretty. So this is great for two things, I think. Well, it's great for Android, but especially two things, a small living space and a neutral living space. So you've got an apartment, it's rather small, and you've got a lot of gray or beige, whatever. Perfect way to add color. Mm. Small living space, you don't want a lot of stuff, a lot of like tchotchkes. Add plants, a tree, a small tree, again. So scale is important here. So um, I think this is great. This is both functional and it's beautiful. And uh, basically, you know, we're looking at probably mini trees, those min- those little dwarf trees, um, something that would make sense unless you've got the grand space. Um, but something like a mini Meyer lemon tree, kumquat tree, lime tree, these are the, these are the things that are trending right now in, in home decor. Yeah. Mm. So, um, and here's what you've got to do. I think a couple of things you need to keep in mind. You can't just go get a tree. Okay. So first of all, you need to decide the space you're going to put it. If you have a little balcony, that would be a great place. Um, or a porch or outdoor deck, I think that would be great. But if you're going to put it inside, you need to look at scale and size. And, and then, light. And light. So you need to kind of, that's what I was just going to say, you mm. need to learn how to care for this. So mm. maybe do a little research or maybe just go to the florist or garden store and ask someone how to care, you know, how much light does this need? How big will this get? 
um, and then the temperature, that sort of thing, etc. Choose the size. Again, how big? Maybe just get a dwarf tree. Um, places I would put it, I like kitchen, living room. Maybe it, dar- it brightens up a dark corner. Um, consider the planter as well. Now we're getting into this a little further. The planter that it's going in has to make sense. So is it ceramic? Is it woven basket? Is it terracotta? All these things. This is just like adding throw pillows to a sofa. You've got to think of the color and the space. So I think this is something really fun. I, I actually love this. I'm, I might have to do this. I might have to do, I might have to get a lemon tree. You know, I've always said that uh, my next house, not this house, because my yard is completely dedicated to my dogs. I said, but my next home, I'm going to take a section of the yard. Maybe it's a side yard, and I want to have a very small garden. A gardener, I'm not, let me be clear. However, I've always wanted a garden to grow just a few things. I always wanted to grow cucumber, tomato, and mint. And lemons. <laughs> I don't know why those things, but these are the things. Mints reminds me of my childhood. I had a my best friend's mom used to grow mint, and we used to sneak into the garden and eat the mints, and we thought it was cool. It was fun. So, um, and then the other things, I just, I eat a lot of salads, so I thought that would be fun. But I've always wanted a lemon tree. Hmm. And from what I understand is if you, they could get pretty big, and you could have a lot of lemons on your hands. <laughs> so, I don't know. So, maybe the mini Meyer lemon tree is my, is my um, choice. I don't know. But it, it's definitely something that I would do. Or maybe the little kumquats, the little baby oranges. I don't know. Hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, not something I would do. No? No. Why? You wouldn't eat the fruit? I definitely, well, that, and I, I, I barely take care of myself effectively. <laughs> so, okay. you know, another creature even, or a yeah. plant, I, I don't like Oh, the so idea. you have no plants in your house, Bob. Exactly. Oh, interesting. Okay. All right. That's <laughs> interesting. Um, I'm not the best gardener either. I have to, I fully, however, I do have a lot of plants in my house. I've gotten better. Hmm. Just the house plants. You know, I started small. I started with little succulents Hmm. and they're pretty easy. You just water them once in a while. They don't really get huge. They do get bigger. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I do have a few rather big, big plants, I must say, that I've, I've, really had to pay attention to and I really had to make a commitment to and I did and I'm happy and they've grown really big but only two I don't think I could do any more than that actually there's only one place in my apartment that gets a proper amount of light and I have a table in the way there so I suppose if I move the table out of the way I could rearrange it and actually make a little area there where I could put some plants but uh. or maybe just one, maybe just start small just one well yeah yeah one small. but I can just imagine it growing not you uh. see I don't dislike plants I just I can't get myself started on it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, it's a commitment. That's why mm. you have to find one that needs very low maintenance. You know, mm. you find one that needs, like, a low amount of light, like a succulent, and mm. just a little bit of water. I started years ago with cactus. I used to buy the little mini cactus. Well, that's what a succulent is, right, basically? Yes, basically, yeah. 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 Uh, but these, the ones I have, don't have the needles, so it's not really ah. a cactus. It's more of, you know, just a little green thing. And there's all different shapes and colors. And they like to stay next to each other. So you can get one let's say a six by six pot and put like three of them together or four of them together and they kind of nestle in and then they they do get big but they don't get huge they just grow maybe you know not not even twice their size from my experience by the way so i mean because you don't bring any bees in so there's pollinating doesn't take place correct or maybe it does with some other little insect I have maybe no idea. maybe mm. but i mean and so actually that's not true i had a succulent that actually grew it was kind of uh looks like um 
like vines growing. It was one of the, it wasn't like a solid one. It had like all these different arms and it actually grew pretty big over hmm. the years. I had to transplant it to a bigger pot. That was a big deal for me, by the way. <laughs> I'm like, what? And my friend said, well, you have to transplant that. I said, what? Oh, no, 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 no. That's beyond my <laughs> my skill level. Um, but I did it. I was able to do it. I went to the store and said, okay, give me the tools. Tell me how to do it and I'll do it. And I did. And I still have it. So All right. Well, but, that's good. Yeah, it's an improvement. It's an improvement. Um, and the same thing with my outdoor stuff. I you know, have landscaping. Thank God I have a landscaper who takes care of that stuff. But I do do two urns on either. They flank my front door. I have two big urns. And mm. this is what I do. I go and I get something that's already made to and just drop it in. And all I have to do is water it oh. every year. Because it, I just get – I don't keep it there year-round, obviously, in the winter. Mm. Um, this year I got two giant ferns. I was like, perfect. They're very minimal. You just have to water it. They get enough light and good. So that's what I mean. See? Okay. All right. All right. Well, maybe you'll work up to it. <laughs> I personally am a fan of this. I love this idea. Um, and again, coming from the fashion side of the world, I still, I love um, like a fruit print or I think it's fun. It screams summer, um, you know, whether it's a t-shirt or it's a bag or it's a swimsuit. Um, this is fun. So this is a fun trend that I like that's kind of has switched over into the from the fashion world to the interior design world um just like feathers by the way that was another thing i was talking about feathers earlier on a wedding dress that's another thing we're seeing that all across the board in the ready to wear world on dresses and shoes lots of shoes with feathers um and then of course it is in the home decor world as well so that's more of a throw pillow kind of thing um maybe it's not a little trim on a lamp um, but lots of things cross over, especially color, things with color and texture will always cross over from um, fashion to interior design, which I like, by the way. I feel it's a great way to update your interior and sort of keep it um, keep it looking fresh and different. And you don't have to spend a ton of money on it. Just like in the fashion world, you can do just accessories or kind of relatively inexpensive trends. Um but I really am loving this fruit tree, <laughs> citrus tree to be exact, indoor cit- citrus tree. Blah. All right, so I'm I'm gonna I think I'm gonna go for the lemon tree. I'm gonna find out and see if it's doable. If it gets really gigantic, then no, because what am I gonna do? But I think I'm gonna try with the, maybe a mini Meyer lemon. I'm gonna get it and I'm gonna come back to you. Uh, but of course, if it gets really big, you move it outside, I guess. Yeah, but I. That's but then the, again, it yeah. doesn't. Yeah, this. And I don't have a place for it. We're not in a good place for that. No, yeah. no, right. Um, and time the, to build a greenhouse. Time. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's my next trend. That's my yeah, my next mission. Um, and by the way, side note, I want to tell you, I still have not gotten my tie dye shirt yet. I told oh. you I would talk about it. Oh, it is on its way. It has oh, shipped though. Very yes, good. so I'm excited to have my first tie dye piece, and uh, I'm I'm gonna have to either take a picture or wear it here and think about. It. But I am excited to get it. I can't wait. I'm very very excited. The more I think about how I've I never wear tie dye, the more now I kind of want it just to see like well what can I wear it with so stay tuned for that um and then the other thing I've got an upcoming show that's about it the other thing I've got upcoming shows we're going to talk about what is hot in the shoe world um in the upcoming weeks I've got that and swim world as well so trends that are taking place in swim world so swimsuits for both men and women All right, that'll do it for me this week. Thank you for listening. Join me next week for more Fashion Friday on 1490 WGCH.
You're listening to the station you grew up with, 1490 WGCH Greenwich. Near miss, contempt vote. I'm John Trout. The U.S. and Russia are at odds over a near naval collision in the Pacific. The Russian ship, according to the Navy, comes within 50 to 100 feet. This is so dangerous. This is so close. There is such a chance of a crash, of a miscalculation. The U.S. Navy says that they had to throw the ship into full reverse. Barbara Starr following details at the Pentagon. Persian Gulf Area Commander Marine General Frank McKenzie says it's it's too early to conclude Iran has abandoned plans for potential attacks.